Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Hello everybody and welcome to the worst writer in the world With me, Howard Long, the you best are one indeed, the best Howard Long, the, the best one in the world <laughs> Okay, thanks to the British Comedy Guide for generously hosting us And to all our lovely patrons on Patreon who are also brilliant Including this very brilliant one right now Thank The writer, you yeah, the writer of this week's plot so far Who, believe it or not, can do sentences better than Howard <laughs> It's Jeremy Jeremy Shelton, Emily the Cat Lady has been visited by a cyborg man. Mm-hmm. He wants to see the gassy Fitch. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the city of High Jumping, <laughs> actually called High Jundy, mm-hmm. but yet yeah, close enough, on the planet of somewhere, the firm have set up shop. We find a job inside. <laughs> right. Right? He's complaining that he's never had a him. That's a, he's never had a job. Never had a job as hard as finding Fitch. Ah. Right, Howard, so in the last episode we met an organisation called The Firm. What's that stand for? Well, I'm going to need you to remind me that because I've already forgotten. Have you? Federation or Foundation? The Federation for Intergalactic Relocation and Masking. (laughs) Masking, yes. All right, so what we learned was that the firm officers, the people who work for the firm, have lost track of Fitch. They don't know where he is, and they need to find him because it's their job to keep him safe. Right. right? Because he's in witness relocation. So let's see how they're dealing Maybe with that. they've just relocated him really, really well. <laughs> so well, no they, they've lost him, him yeah. as well, yeah. Well, they have. They've relocated him out of his body and into the TARDIS. He's That's pretty right, safe yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah. But they don't know that. Oh. So they're trying to find him. Let's see what's going to happen. Listen, I have to get over to Earth and see what the situation is. While I'm gone, run some security checks. I'm not going to tell you what time, just anything, <laughs> any security yeah. check. You know, just go, in, go into the computer system and check that the cleaners are from where they say they are. Anything you like. See if our infallible... I almost read that as inflatable computer. <laughs> That's better. See if our inflatable computer matrix is inflatable or not. <laughs> no, I got that wrong. <laughs> See if our infallible computer matrix is infallible or not. And if it is... <laughs> And if it is, <laughs> see if you can't come up with a likely candidate for corruption. Mm-hmm. So basically, check if the computer's at fault. Yeah. And if it's infallible, if it's if if the if the computer is God, yeah. right, <laughs> then find a person to blame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Yeah, that seems right, yeah. If someone is in the employ of green eyes, we need to catch them before some serious damage is done. Mm. Okay, Jab. Good luck and be careful. You don't want to go losing any more limbs now, do you? Oh, Brilliant. Wow. So um, <laughs> he's a floating head. Uh, hopefully he's going to be like, yeah. Oh, oh, well, I haven't got any left to lose. I'm just a body and a head. Yeah. No, he actually says, I haven't lost any limbs, Denny. Oh, really? So that's weird. That makes his line weird, right? But I guess it's going <laughs> to... Yeah, because yeah, Denny's about to shoot his leg off. <laughs> it's like one of those things. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually... It, it feels like it's got that kind of structure, like Denny's then going to do the gag line. 
but it doesn't. <laughs> what actually happens is, you don't want to go losing any more limbs now, do you? I haven't lost any limbs, Denny. Oh, good. Well done. Keep it that way. Uh, so you skip the joke and just went with one of those kind of, oh, right, all right then, kind of lines. Which you could tell by looking at him, surely that he knows that he has not lost any limbs. Well, what you don't know about Denny, right, yeah. is that he's got very poor got limb recognition system. Leg blindness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got serious leg blindness, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's also very bad at counting arms. Yeah. So All right, so we're still with the firm, and uh, let's see what's going on at the firm, okay? Mm. Teddy Molesley dumped scads of truffle onto a vast wedge of garamonde cheese and crammed it into his oral orifice. <laughs> <laughs> right, please. do you want to hear that one more time? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Terry Molesley mm-hmm. dumped scads... Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that wrong name. space name. <laughs> yeah, sorry, oh, Teddy. Terry. Oh, it's Teddy. It's a, way, yeah, right? I got it wrong. I said Terry, you're right. Teddy Molesley dumped scads of truffle onto a vast wedge of garamonde cheese yeah. and crammed it into his oral orifice. He's only got one. <laughs> he doesn't have ears or a nose. Yeah. It's just eyes and a mouth. Just got mouth, yeah. No, not even any eyes. No, hang on, he has got eyes because the next line says... Noting with piggy eyes the end of his food supply, he depressed the intercom button. <laughs> you are a rubbish intercom. You're fucking useless. I don't even know why I bother pressing you. Oh, I don't press that. I was in a really good mood. Today, Get out and don't come back until you're a better button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he depressed the intercom button with a fat nicotine-stained finger and the voice of his secretary, Rentby, promptly replied, Yes, Mr. Molesley? Ha-trim, ha-trim, he chomped. <laughs> Have Scariot fetch more of that cheese up from the executive kitchen, the soft type. Oh, and tell him to bring more of my medicine. My heart is burning. Yes, sir. <laughs> Teddy lit a fat herbal smoke and reclined his sweaty bulk back in the huge padded swivel chair of his enormous office. Hmm. Everything about Teddy was big. <laughs> His mouth, his bank balance, and, according to Denny, after a brief drunkle grapple, his... Drunkle grapple? And... (laughs) Did you say drunkle? No, that's my mistake, no. Because I was just shocked about what's coming up. (laughs) And, according to Denny, after a brief drunken grapple... His dick. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah. Dick to who, more D- like. Whoa. So it's a fat bloke with a big dick, is basically what you've decided to write into this story. Yeah. Remember, it's supposed to be for grown-ups. Yeah, but Gro- it's what, and what grown-ups like is fat men with big dicks. <laughs> Did they really, like this book, this series of books, were they really like containing sex scenes and mm. sex jokes and stuff? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you never read one. Mine are. <laughs> So you don't know if they actually did? I can't remember. They were boring. <laughs> you really need to check that sort of thing before you submit something for a publication, don't yeah, you? Yeah, no, like, no. Um, I've written a Doctor Who... One of, you know how you wanted Doctor Who books full of sex? I've written one. Like, no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't, Howard. He had worked, or rather slept, his way from the mailroom, a popular pun, mm-hmm. mailroom, mm-hmm. man room, mm-hmm. to the position of first demigod. <laughs> OK. Wow. He's a demigod. Nice job. You can get it. Which you can't because it's not a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second only to Shoeman. 
Shoe man. Yes. For the power of shoe. Shoe man. Coming on your feet. Uh, come on your I have the power to put on a shoe. <laughs> shoe man. He was bitten by a radioactive shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's part shoe, part man. <laughs> He's got the proportionate strength and power of a shoe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just the one. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Con- constantly like feeling lonely. Like he's lost something. <laughs> no, shoe man. <laughs> All right. Second only to shoe man. <laughs> shoe man. Does it say shoe man? It says S H U M A N, which, as far as I'm concerned, says shoe man. <laughs> All right. Uh, second only to shoe man. <laughs> the god, the god of the firm. Shoe man. Kneel before shoe man. <laughs> Molesley knocked the ash from his herbal smoke and watched with a smug expression as a tiny mouse. <laughs> what? Uh, there's a, I didn't know what was happening because it's a kind of a missing hyphen. Um, <laughs> Molesley knocked the ash from his herbal smoke and watched with a smug expression as a tiny mouse-sized cleaning droid mouse-sized. whizzed into action and Big sucked it away mouse. with a click and a whir. He buzzed Rentby again. <laughs> yes, Mr. Molesley, sir? Do come in here for a moment, would you, Rentby? I need you to help me pick out something special to wear. <laughs> Mosley tapped another button and a huge door eased open, giving entrance to his walk-in closet. An abundance of joy, he sighed, eyes sparkling. He lifted himself slowly from his chair, moved groundedly over the mirrored floor. He moved groundedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, got, he's got that brown wire in him, as well as the red and the blue one. Moved groundedly. Does that just mean he walked? <laughs> like, he didn't float. He didn't fly. He moved groundedly with his feet on the ground. Moved groundedly over the mirrored floor, and with a tiny squeal of excitement, Teddy Molesley re-entered the closet. Better do that. And with a tiny squeal of excitement... <laughs> oh... With a tiny squeal of excitement. (laughs) Teddy Mosley re-entered the closet. Still, at least you're not um, writing gay stereotypes, Howard. (laughs) The gay man had a big penis and liked clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of that chapter. It ends with a man walking into his wardrobe and squeaking excitedly. (laughs) Is that a stereotype? I mean, is that just like being into fashion and like me looking around at gayness and kind of going, that's what gayness looks like. Big Big cupboards, big big clothes, big cupboards and big penises. I got one. If you speak to any gay man, they all love lots of clothes and big penises. (laughs) You're half right. All right, so remember that Doctor Who's in this story, right? And Ace, you remember that? And Ace, yeah. yeah right, and uh, they saved the world from the hush. Oh, wow. Mostly Ace did that, but Doctor Who took the credit. Didn't save the people from the hush, though, did he? <laughs> the world is fine. Yeah, yeah London, Everybody is London's dead. still alive, but everyone else is dead. I think like, London's the last place it went. <laughs> so it's murdered everyone. Yeah. So after they saved the world, but not the people, they decided to celebrate by going for dinner. Yeah. All right? So let's uh, let's see what's going on with them. Next chapter. Chapter Milk. <laughs> We're going to have to call it that. Chapter Milk. Yeah. The Meal in Space. Ah. What's that based on? The Wheel in Space. <laughs> the Meal in Space was, as its name suggests, some way you could get a meal when in outer space. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just like some eggs flowing around in outer space, <laughs> doesn't it? 
I feel like, and I, I also I know how you would write that joke differently now. Oh yeah. Because I think you would still write that joke, and I would still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But whereas then you said the meal in space was, as its name suggests, somewhere you could get a meal when in outer space. Mm. Now you would say the meal in space was, as its name suggests, somewhere you could get a meal in space. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You would definitely do that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> As a fiery red wheel spinning on its axis, it cut an enticingly warm image in the cold winds of a bleak universe. It sat alongside the old Silk Road, a major trade route between Plummer's Spiral and the constellation of Casturbarus, and it was a welcome break for many a weary traveller. A great number of freighters, sloops, hulks and other galactic vessels hung in its orbit, giving proof of its popularity. But then it was the only stop of its kind for several hundred light years. So unless you'd packed your own lunch, you were generally left with no other option. Because of this fact, the meal in space could and did charge ridiculously high prices for the most mundane food. Therefore, if you were going to eat, you may as well order something from the posh menu. Why? Welcome to the meal in space. Would you like the posh menu or the <laughs> shit menu? Um, there's, what's the difference? There is no difference. They're both really expensive, but the posh menu is nice. Mm. Would you like a cheese sandwich mm. from the posh menu or a punch-in-the-face sandwich <laughs> from the cheap shit menu? Mm. Same price. Same price. Well, in that case, I'll have the cheese sandwich. I'm afraid I was speaking in code. <laughs> when I said cheese sandwich, I meant two punches-in-the-face sandwiches. <laughs> oh, no. Money, to a Time Lord, however, is like acne to a teenager. They've got it all over their face. <laughs> yeah, they don't want it. <laughs> they get picked on for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it leaves scars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many yeah. so many things that that metaphor could mean, yeah. but none of them are probably what you intend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Hence, paying through the nasal orifices. I mean, that is the second time you've used the word orifice <laughs> in as many pages. I feel like most books that aren't about, about like specifically about orifices... <laughs> <laughs> right, shouldn't use the word orifice more than once in the book, and twice in two pages is a bad sign, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think so. It's a theme. <laughs> I hope it it's turns the theme out to of be. orifices. Yeah, but also on neither occasion has it been necessary. <laughs> I mean, the first time you used it, it meant mouth, right? Yeah. You put it in his oral orifice. Yeah. <laughs> really could have said mouth, and this time. You're actually just so playing knows. with an idiom because it's pain through the nose. <laughs> You're yeah. playing with an idiom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting opposite an idiom. Yeah, yeah. Hence, paying through the nasal orifices had never really concerned the doctor in the slightest. Orifices. Is it orifices? Uh, the nasal no, it's... orifices. <laughs> no, it's definitely orifices. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, carry on then. <laughs> <laughs> you sure now? Yeah, yeah. Do Get on the internet and get that woman to say it in American. <laughs> Nasal RFCs. RFCs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, you turned up to be right. Just tried it just then. Yeah, all right, I'll do it again. Hence, paying through the nasal orifices had <laughs> never really concerned the doctor in the slightest ease. <laughs> With this in mind, it was here that the doctor chose to bring his young friend Ace for a congrats. <laughs> sorry, Ace for a congratulatory saving the world dinner. Yeah. So I'm going to take you to a congratulatory shaving the world dinner. Yeah. A shaving the world. <laughs> yes, a shaving the world dinner. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go to a, sh- a shaving the world dinner, Doctor Who. You've got no choice. Eh? Yeah, you've got to go to my pack a razor. <laughs> Maybe two. The world's quite big. 
So, with the sound of a key being scraped along a piano string... <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Fuck the, <laughs> fuck the fiction. With the sound of a BBC sound engineer <laughs> scraping a key along a piano string, the made-up time machine <laughs> that was actually just a blue box made out of wood and a studio that was somewhere else. It wasn't even inside it. <laughs> Uh, so, with the sound of a key being scraped along a piano string and subsequently slowed on a mixing desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, good. The TARDIS manifested itself within the establishment inside. Mm. I mean, you've obviously got sick of saying wheezing groaning sound by this time. A TARDIS is a fantastical vessel. It is able to travel through space. You're going to explain the TARDIS again. <laughs> you can't write a Doctor Who story without explaining what the TARDIS is. Well, people might not know. But imagine this. <laughs> this might be the first thing the they first read. Yeah. Doctor Who story they've ever read. Well, I mean, actually, now it might be because people listening to this might not care or know about Doctor Who. Yeah. But you weren't writing it for this show. <laughs> you were writing it Wasn't for I? a series Who's of books. Who's to say that Tom Mackie Doctor Who didn't come and visit me and say, one day, how one, one day. You will need a shit Doctor Who book for your friend to read to you for your show called The Worst Writer in the World, which is about you. But how can I write a shit Doctor Who book when all my Doctor Who writing is so good, Tom Mackie Doctor Who? Okay, okay, well, just, okay, write a really good Doctor Who book for the future when you will do a Doctor Who podcast and your friend Rufus will read it and it will be called The Best Doctor Who Writer in the World, okay? Thanks, Tom Mackie Doctor Who. That's I okay. will do that. All right, I've got to go now. Bye, me. Bye, me. groaning sound, me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go now. But first, I better say goodbye to all my companions. Yeah. Okay, bye, bye, Jamie. <laughs> but, but bye, bye, they're not here. Now I, I am a time man. Okay, <laughs> I am a time man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> goodbye, Zoe. <laughs> goodbye, Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, is that good, right? Good, good, good love, Doctrine. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Bobos. <laughs> There's one called Bobo, right? Yeah. The little, the little kind of quirky black-haired one that William Hartnell's... You know, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> She's like little, you know, little uh, bob-haired kind of black Dodo. hair. <laughs> Is that, no, how can you not get Dodo from Bobo? That's so clever. That's one letter away, really. I mean, twice, but still... <laughs> Was her name Dodo? Yeah. That is a stupid name, all right? Bobo is an equally stupid name. <laughs> My name was not more stupid, it was equally stupid, and therefore correct. Because <laughs> yeah, Dodo's the name of a bird. And yeah, Bobo's, Bobo's the name of a clown. clown. <laughs> yeah, and they're both extinct. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye-bye, Bobo. <laughs> Bye-bye, Dodo. Okay. Um, goodbye, Brigadier. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, hang on. Goodbye, Metal Dog. <laughs> okay, uh... Goodbye, Tardis. Metal dog. <laughs> I'm running out. But goodbye. What about the first three. Goodbye, Peter Davison. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. The first three. Yeah, his first three companions. Oh fuck! I know Susan. Yeah. Goodbye, Suzanne. Goodbye, Man One. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Woman One. <laughs> yeah, is that good? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, right, that'll do, right? That's enough. Oh god, yeah. I mean, like, I did pretty well though. I got Bobo. Yeah, did get. <laughs> Okay. A TARDIS is a fantastical vessel. It is able to travel through space and time. What? It is larger in its dimensions within What's than that? without. What does that mean? And, thanks to the invention of the chameleon circuit, it is capable of taking on the external appearance of a local fixture, i.e. a tree or a post box, therefore blending in with its surroundings. The Doctor's TARDIS, however, is only a few billion years younger than eternity. <laughs> Good. And his chameleon circuit, not the TARDIS's, his. <laughs> 
has long since been active. I guess that's not what it's meant to say, right? <laughs> and his chameleon circuit has long since been busted, resulting in the hull being stuck permanently in the appearance of a police box from the London of 1963. Now this blue anachronism shifted uneasily into being just outside the lavatories and next to the vidiphones of the meal in space. Light atop flashing, engine sound fading. Moments later, Ace emerged. She was dressed in her favourite bomber jacket and a pair of black jeans. Nothing else, mm, just those two items. Fucking awesome. We're indoors, Professor. I don't think you're going to need that. The doctor stepped out and surveyed the scene. He seemed to breathe in the place and then turned to lock the door. You take highly volatile explosive substances wherever you travel. And likewise, I don't leave home without my umbrella. You never know what may happen. It might start to rain inside this cafe. Or someone might just start spitting <laughs> up in the air. Uh, someone Actually, with... Henry Rollins is here today. Henry Rollins might be upstairs, <laughs> standing on the balcony, and you don't, you don't want to be without an umbrella then. Yeah. You never know what may happen. Do come along. He said, swerving off down a corridor. They do a wonderful... I should, I should do radio acting, shouldn't I? He's swerving off down the corridor. They do a wonderful fish dish, I hear me out. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, so good. And, and Ace goes, Ugh. Right, so we're going back to the firm, Howard. What's so that stand for? It stands for the Federation for Intergalactic... Monkeys. <laughs> No, it's witness relocation, right? Yes. The firm is intergalactic witness relocation. So let's see what's going on with them. Denny Mazer was plugged in, switched on, and ready to save the Reloverse. <laughs> the Reloverse. Hey, everybody. Hi, Denny Mazer. Look, um, look how Denny Mazin I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally Denny Mazin. <laughs> His avatar was called Love. Inside the firm computer matrix, information was organised like a refrigerator. Penguin-like icons padded in and out, storing or collecting from the shelves to create a report casserole. <laughs> right. Jesus. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this sentence <laughs> this sentence again, right? Well this paragraph again, because like your metaphors are just leaping <laughs> leaping all over the place. Firstly, Information was organised like a refrigerator. Now, as with all refrigerators, it had penguins. <laughs> it had penguins in it yeah, yeah. who were making a casserole yeah. in the fridge. A report casserole. <laughs> what the fuck, Howard? I don't know. I mean, none of the ingredients for a casserole are going to be in a fridge anyway, are they? Meat. Might be. Right, yeah. Meat would be. Yeah. <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> The fridge door swung open. It's become a real fridge. <laughs> you forgot that it was a metaphor. You got you got so involved in that, <laughs> that sentence that you forgot that it's not actually a fridge. The fridge door swung open, and Denny took some milk out and made tea. Oh no! Hang on. Wait a minute. Time tea. <laughs> no, it says the fridge door swung open, and in walked love. <laughs> I mean, it, out of context, that's a weird sentence, isn't it? <laughs> the fridge door swung open and in walked you. <laughs> Sounds like a song lyric. <laughs> you opened my fridge door and love walked in. Maybe it's a disaster aria song. The fridge door swung open and in walked love. He flashed his thong for the crowd and blew kisses at baby icons. What's going on? 
Well, don't you get what? it? What is it? You're just not. You're not a trendy. No, I don't get I'm it. I'm a trendy. I you're do not, not trendy, get it. Get it because you're not trendy. You're it's not from a, the four planets. It's a fridge. Only trendies from the four planets will get. <laughs> yeah, all right. But, all right. But I need you to explain this to me yeah. and the other because I feel like me it's and an the avatar. audience don't get this. It's in the computer world. It's like lawnmower man, but stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but mean, it's stupider. But it's, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's in a fridge, right? Yeah. So he walks into a fridge that's got penguins in it. Yeah. Flashes his thong for the crowd. Yeah. So it's also got a crowd in it. Everyone's in there. And blue kisses at some babies. <laughs> yeah, everyone's in there, man. <laughs> in the fridge. You got the crash. You know, when the, everyone that's got babies brings them to work and they plug them in. So all the babies are in the fridge as well. Okay. You got to keep your babies in the fridge, otherwise they get hot. Brilliant. This is great. I love the fact that you went, oh, how shall I describe this computer? Oh, no. A fridge. I'll make it a fridge. With penguins in it. But it's got penguins in and he's wearing babies. a thong. Yeah. Why is he wearing a thong in the fridge? <laughs> sure, that's the worst place to wear a thong. Well, you want him to take it off? <laughs> no one would put a jumper on. <laughs> <laughs> Love had access to the freezer compartment. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. It was in here that all the hush, hush, hardcore information was stored, and here that he hoped to discover the identity of the mole. Mm. But the mole has a capital letter, which makes me feel like maybe it's a character rather than just a spy. <laughs> What's the identity of the mole? He's called F Mole. <laughs> no, no, hang on. That's his. That's his cover. His real name is the Mole, mm. but he goes under the the secret agent name of F Mole. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than calling yourself James Bond to everyone you meet, right? Yeah, F James Bond. Yeah, that would have been better. F Bond. <laughs> F James Bond. Yeah, was... <laughs> James Bernard. <laughs> James Bernard. <laughs> when he tries harder. Yeah, yeah. He's like, um, hello, my name's James Bernard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Bernard. No, never heard of him before, have you? Yes, no. I'm not a secret agent. Nothing to do with James Bond. I've never heard of him. James Bernard. <laughs> James Bernard. that he just calls himself James Bond all the time so he's but he can't just leap into calling himself Ralph or something yeah. he's got he's got it he's it's one he's, step too far for James Bernard that is so he starts little step baby steps baby steps baby steps in the fridge <laughs> James Bernard ah James do come into my office uh, thank you Em I just wanted to speak to you about your name um, one of the other agents have like got completely concocted completely different names um, yes now we know it's going to be quite a leap for you to go the whole hog and call yourself Ralph Smith Ralph Smith which is what we'd like you to call yourself but uh, shake it up a little bit perhaps what about I call myself James Bernard (laughs) would that be helpful Um, no not really James it's really if anything it's worse (laughs) because it draws attention more to the fact that you're disguising your name it creates suspicion but also immediately gives everyone the answer to the question who is this suspicious guy oh it's James Bond thong and going talking to a bunch of penguins in a freezer and I'm defrosting peas. I mean, yeah. what's that going to do with Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're going, we're now returning to, mm-hmm. to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's I've got more to do with Doctor Who, hopefully. Uh, and Doctor Who is, of course, in a restaurant in space with Ace. Alright, yes. so let's see what's going on with them. 
The interior of the huge galactic diner was set on many levels. Suddenly a Dalek came and shot <laughs> Doctor Who. Backstammy Doctor Who! Uh, hang on, Doctor Who's not there okay. yet. The lower the floor, the cheaper and nastier the consumables. Right. So it's a huge galactic diner. It's like a, a department diner. But it's tall, apparently. But it's tall, yeah. It's, a, it's just a massive multi-storey diner. If you're in the basement, <laughs> right. you're eating rats. Yeah, if you're yeah. on the top floor... You've got caviar. Caviar. The Doctor and Ace were on A-deck. Here, the waiters... I think you're using waiters correctly this time. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> what I meant was um, food bankers. <laughs> Here, the waiters, not entirely unlike those of Ace's home planet scurried and fawned in their penguin-like black and white. Penguins, eh? Stylishly decorated with dramatic artwork, the ceiling here bore resemblance to that of the Sistine Chapel. What does that remind me of? That's in Rapunzel, isn't it? (laughs) That's in Rapunzel when Henry wakes up and he says... um, uh, uh, It's the only ceiling I've heard of. (laughs) Brilliant, yeah. The ceiling here bore resemblance to that of the Sistine Chapel. Only through the images you could see the stars. Wow, that's nice. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, what's that glass they have in churches called? Stained glass. Stained glass Sistine ceiling. All right, so now the doctor's going to speak. I don't <laughs> okay. know if you want to like join in and do anything to him. All right, sure. Um, it is the doctor. Oh, oh my goodness. Exterminate the doctor. Where did that Dalek come him? from? Oh no, I'm being exterminated by a Jarlac. He's probably dead, let's go away again. (laughs) You don't want to stick around and check? Oh, Doctor Who, you're totally dead. Oh no, hang on a bit. (laughs) Doctor Who, wake up. What's wrong with you? You play Ace for a moment. There's there's ducks as well as penguins in here. (laughs) Professor Who, Professor Who, what's the matter? What's happening, Doctor Who? So spooky. Oh my God. God, so so spooky! Look at my face. Oh, you've become all teeth and curls. What what is happening to me? Oh my God, Ace! What the? What on earth is going on? Where am I? Who am I? How many kidneys do I have? (laughs) (laughs) Oh look, I've got one head for a change. Your sideburns are kind of ginger, don't they? (laughs) Yes. Do you like how many fingers I have? Basically, listen, Ace. Okay, listen. I have to talk about bits of my body for about five minutes. Okay, it's just a tradition. (laughs) It is a regeneration tradition. Okay. Oh, how many feet do I have? It's two. Okay, that's good then. At least I haven't got a horn <laughs> coming out of my At nose. At least you're not a woman. That would be the worst thing that could ever happen to you, Doctor Who. So Doctor Who regenerates into Tom Baker. Or degenerates into Tom Baker, I suppose. Yes, agreed the Doctor. The TARDIS is fu- Oh, and he's got shot by a Dalek again. He's Peter <laughs> Davison now. Fuck. <laughs> shot too soon. Hello, it's me, Peter Davison. <laughs> I'm limited in my, the number of Doctor Who impressions I can do. Hello, Ash. It's very nice to be here. <laughs> limited in, to one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say less than one. <laughs> yeah. Ah, madam, interrupted one of the immaculately presented waiters. Immaculately presented? Yes. So, like, he's not... Someone's act, there's another waiter holding him. <laughs> this is your waiter for the would evening. You would, like you... A, would you like a waiter? Ah, madam, interrupted one of the immaculately presented waiters. You are very early indeed. But, oh, good Zodin. He stood back and viewed Ace. Viewed her? Yeah. <laughs> Tugging at his moustache. He went to a viewing gallery and like... Good, good, well, good, blimey, good. A letting agent turned up and showed him around. He's yeah. <laughs> like, uh, this is the bathroom. It's, Open uh, your mouth, please, Ace. <laughs> yeah, this is the bathroom. This is the tongue. Down here, these, <laughs> these are, are the lungs. <laughs> this is the stomach area. This is the living space just behind the uh, duodenum. <laughs> 
Yeah, so no, he stood back and viewed Ace tugging his moustache. He viewed Ace tugging his moustache. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you could see that. Get off my moustache, Ace. <laughs> Madam, you look magnificent. Oh. At least 20 years younger. My congratulations. I have reserved your usual table as requested. This is going to be a time travel thing. Because he's last what time is he Doctor saw Who? it. Last time he yeah, but that doesn't usually happen in Doctor. I'm surprised by time travel. It happens travel. in my Doctor. I okay, like time good, travel. That's good. That's good. So like when he last saw her, she was a she was older. Years older. Yeah. Um, so he's um, I have reserved your usual table as as requested. You what? I've never been. Her usual table, delightful. Thank you. Interrupted the Doctor. May I ask when the table was booked for? <laughs> Uh, not for another two hours, but the table <laughs> is for free, another sir. two years. I'm <laughs> yeah. so surprised to find you here. Two hundred years later, but well, you might, you know, we're not that popular, to be honest. There's no one here. Good, good, remarked the doctor. Lead the way. Liad the way. Lila add the way. Lila Adric the way. Lila Adric the way. What? God, you heard me, man. Lila Adric the way. Lila Adric the way. What is your problem? <laughs> I'll make it clearer for you. Okay, I've got it. Okay. Lila Adric the Wace. The way Ace. Lila Adric the Wace. Yes. yes. Okay, you got me now. Yes. Okay, do, do it. <laughs> As they were shown to their table through the twists and turns of an evidently popular bustling A deck. With an empty table. Yeah. Just one. Ace spoke to her companion in hushed tones. Here, what's he mean by all that? <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Ace. How many times time travel, okay? <laughs> Shit, man. For crapping fuck's sake, man. You must have been here prior to this occasion. But I haven't. Not yet. But you will have had. <laughs> but you will have been. All right, now you said you must have been here prior to this occasion. Yeah. Not yet. But you will have been. What I should have said is, you must have been here after this this occasion. It's uh, okay. That's <laughs> kind of confusing, but makes more sense. You must have already been here later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Tom Baker, Doctor. Thanks for clearing it up. Um. Oh yeah. Time travel. Yes, yes, time to well remembered Ace. That is the only thing we do. <laughs> that is my main activity. I forgot okay. Doctor Who. I forgot we were time travellers, Doctor Who. <laughs> okay, I thought we just had a car. Calm down, went, you've gone all Frank's And went to Sainsbury's, Doctor Who. <laughs> no, we've never done that. We've literally never done that. <laughs> okay, I once had a car when I was John Pertwee, but <laughs> I don't like to think about that. It was weird. I, I did used to go to Sainsbury's a lot. Did I come with you? <laughs> no, you no. were not there. But I might not have been there yet, but I had had. <laughs> Had had been in the future, been was writer in the world, was writer in the world.